All right, folks, we are live. We have a daily fish hook for you. We are talking Elite Eight in March Madness, along with some hardline picks, the madness in the NFL Hot Stove League and baseball's COVID hypocrisy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Fish Hook. John Daly here with Eric Snyder, a.k.a. Fish. Joining us also is John Hardison, our man hardline from the Cost of Winning podcast. Guys, I'm still in mourning. I got my PC fryers. No, wait, I got to. God, you think I'd be able to get we, we we had our own hard line. I see it. Yeah. We had our own yeah. nuclear meltdown. Not to no pun intended for Putin or our, our enthusiasts of war, but the whole West Coast got wiped out in this tournament. I rooted for Arizona, Hardline, Gonzaga, UCLA. Uh yeah. Right. And 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 that I I I told Daly earlier on the phone, I grew up watching the Bruins. My son went to U Arizona. I went to University of Texas. And of course I'm rooting for the Friars. That's all gone. But Hardline, give us some, give us some scoop. What's the inside chatter on a 15 seed in St. Peter's going to the eight for the first time? What's the line on that one going to the final four in the finals? I mean, it, it was unbelievable. I mean, if you bet them just even off of a joke, um, you know, kind of giving an idea. They probably at the time I think it was like plus like 3000, you know, for anybody to just bet it. I mean, there's, there's never been a 15 seed that's done it before. Most of the time, you know, you get knocked out. I think the, the lowest seed I can re really remember that kind of made a push was probably George Mason in recent years when they made that, that run uh, probably about 10 years ago. But I mean, this has been a phenomenal, uh, a phenomenal situation. Um, I got to believe that St. Peter's head coach is either going to get an extension or he's going to be looked at to replace uh, quite a bit of another big-time program or a mid-major program uh, higher than them. Uh, so it's good all around for, for everyone, especially even the school, uh, because I can almost guarantee you uh, enrollment's going to go up or applications, at least for enrollment's going to go up over the next year or so just because of this run that they've made right now. And right now, as funny as it sounds, they pretty much kind of run New York in the tournament for this year. Yeah, they really do. So tomorrow, what, what what's the bet on St. Peter's and Carolina? Uh, tomorrow's bet for St. Peter's and Carolina, they have St. Peter's uh, plus eight and a half for oh. right now. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a back and forth game. Uh, I, I personally, I'm going North Carolina, and I know it's hard to bet against them, but I think it, it's kind of funny. I asked myself this question before yesterday's game, which was, has Duke and UNC ever played each other in the NCAA tournament? And the answer is no. If tomorrow, if Duke wins today and UNC wins tomorrow, this will be the first time they've ever played each other in the NCAA tournament. That's a huge bragging rights game if they can make that happen. And we're talking about a swan song before the tournament started for Coach Krzyzewski. If he beats UNC going out that door, you couldn't write a better fairy, better fairy tale ending. On my way, I beat UNC to make the championship game, and I won it all. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm it's looking at UNC Duke. Well, and that, that's it's a good story. The uh, you know the end of the regular season when Shashevsky had his final regular season game, Carolina completely spoiled it, and so it may be uh, the revenge he's looking for. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go St. Peter's in the game. I I think there's an upset there, and I I, I think they're for real. Fish, what do you think? I'm just going back to what he said about a swan song and a fairy tale ending. I remember Eddie Murphy said in one of his concerts that when you walk by one of the wives that you that you let get away that you that you want back again, he goes, "Let me slap that ass one more time before 
<laughs> we go into the sunset. Um, I, obviously, obviously, I'm rooting for St. Peter. I mean, I was really rooting for the Friars. I mean, it's, it's just so weird. I just said it. All my emotion left, but I still, I'm one of these guys, guys. I don't know about you, Daly, and you, Hardline. I'm one, I hate the people that follow their teams, and then when it's over, they, they, they stop watching the sport. You hear that a lot in hockey, the Knights fans. And once the Knights eliminated, Hardline, is that true? You go into yeah. the bar. Why aren't you watching the Stanley Cup? Well, the Knights are out of it. It doesn't help the sport. So I love this tournament still. I love just what you said. I, I still, Hardline, do we call it? We're going to brag. Do we call Miami? I mean, yeah, we yeah. make a deep run. They made their deep run. And so I'm rooting for Miami. I'm rooting for St. Peter's. And I, I think it's just, a. I mean, again, I, t I told Delius on the phone this morning, Hardline, I said, does CBS have a great marketing tool to run themselves into the eight okay. with, 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 uh, with St. Peter's? If they make the final four, forget it. Big yeah. story. Maybe yeah, Stephen Hayes will talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh miami versus kansas tomorrow since we've already hit that you would just talked about uh that what, what what's the line on that and who are you picking hard line on the bet uh they've got kansas minus six um i'm still taking kansas i i really like kansas i said this at the beginning of the show i think that they had the easiest walkthrough based off their bracket to make the final four uh i still believe that i still have them in the national championship game um you know, what Bill Self and all of them are doing down there. I just think that looking at the way that bracket was set up, Kansas has an easier run. It's not going to be a pushover against Miami by any means. I mean, Miami has definitely cut their teeth in this tournament, but I still have Kansas making it out of there. Fish, what do you got? Well, what I got is I'm, I'm going another direction. I'm, I just got to kudos to you, a hard line. We, you missed the show last week, and the show missed you. So many comments that we did this whole segment with Brian Torson. Yeah. Of the Dragon Movie Guy, Heidi Hotties Hollywood, and they they broke down who they thought was going to win in different categories, and we had your odds on it. And I've never and said we've never seen that before. Producers told me that. So in other words, for a supporting actress, we gave the we gave the, the nominees, and the lady from West Side Story, John, I remember her name, minus two thousand. I mean, it was it was fantastic. Thank you. It was it, I, while you were sitting in the hot tub somewhere drinking your wine out of a cup or out of, <laughs> out of a box, you know. <laughs> yes, you, you you added something really original to to Academy Award thing. We'll do that again with the Emmy Awards, with the Grammy Awards. Maybe we'll do it with the Porno Awards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, you're, you're out. John, John, John's up for best stand in you know what, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> That's why they call Maybe. me Fluffer. They call well, me Fluffer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. John, John's in the John's in the Irish Dirk Diggler. <laughs> but it's called Dirk Diggler. <laughs> That's kind of a contradiction. Uh, again, with the NCAA's, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to go with Hardline says. I'm, I'm a little emotional right now over this, but I'm 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 going to I'm going to bet St. Peter's. I like the eight that he said against Carolina. I like yeah. Miami. I got I got to go. We said earlier in the week or two, two weeks ago that Miami's going to make a deep run. So why not? Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, before we move on, let's let's talk about today's games: Houston versus Villanova, Arkansas, and Duke. Uh, Fish, I'll go with you first. Who, who are you picking in those? Duke, I love Duke. I, I just, I'm, 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 forget the, forget the odds. I'm just going with the emotion. Uh, yep. Arkansas, the hard on to Arkansas is another team like Kansas that's huge down the middle, man. They're, they're, they're trees. They don't, there's no inside rebounds and there's no offensive rebounds when you play Kansas. That's why they win games. Yeah. Okay. And I like I Villanova. Love, I love, I, like I love Villanova. Villanova. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go Houston and Arkansas. I'm going to go completely different. I just think these teams are on a roll. Hardline, give us, give us the numbers and your picks on the bets. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go Duke 
I, I, I like Arkansas. I really, really like Arkansas. I, I think that they're going to make a run next year as well. And it would not surprise me if they end up in the national championship game, depending on seeding next year. Um, but, but I think Duke at minus four, I think they're a solid team. And I think it's going to come down to one or two key plays down the stretch where coaching is going to take an effect. And I think because Krzyzewski has been there before, there's nothing he hasn't seen at this point. Uh, in the earlier game, I'm going to go Nova. Uh, I'm going to go Villanova. Uh, you know what? I like Houston. I really do. But it's something about Villanova where time and time again, they seem to find themselves being able to bail themselves out of, of bad situations. And sometimes that's the best tool that you can teach, which is just the feel of the game and, and just feeling it out. Um, but I, I'm going Villanova and I'm going Villanova plus three. Okay. So Fish, the big question is, is if Kansas wins the national championship, will our drink of the week be a Remy Martin? Oh, <laughs> I, you know what? That's a great, yes. And we know what we'll do. I'll do a little research for us and look at the team. When we get down to the final four, I'll, we'll make up a dream for each region. You know, yeah. um, John, you're, you're familiar with the Carolinas. Uh, if one of the Carolina teams, Carolina or Duke gets in, into the championship game, there's got to be a drink down there and we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. All right. I, I got to ask, I got to ask John, how, how bad is it going to get when Duke and UNC play each other next weekend down well, there in Carolina? It, it's Ooh. crazy. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's like it is during the, uh, during the regular season, but it's just, it's just going to be amplified. Uh, one of um, an actor friend of, uh, of mine, his name is Rick Meadows. We're going to have him on the show at some point, big NC state fan. And his thing is, he just put up a, a whole thing with a with a new T-shirt that said "Anybody but Carolina." So he's probably <laughs> leaning a little bit more towards Duke than anything else because they just they just hate the Tar Heels here. So it's a, yeah, this is it's a civil war that goes on in the state here all the time. And uh, I was at a, a, a cul-de-sac cocktail party the other day, and you know somebody who was a Clemson fan came up to an Arkansas fan, goes "Go Duke," and something like that. the Arkansas, no, 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 no. So, so yeah, it's it's pretty crazy here. So uh, uh, it'll be fun. So I'm curious to see. Um, and and, I, and I, I was trying to look this up. Do they reseed the teams in the Final Four once no. they've got it? No. So it just it's whoever just as whatever you came in as is just where where you run for the rest of the tournament. Okay. All right. So so there is a chance. There's a very good chance if, if Duke and Carolina win, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be in the semifinals. Correct. Uh, yeah, they'll be in the uh, the final four. So if, if Duke and Carolina win, that's the next bracket that will play each other. Okay. Cool, cool. All right, cool. Any any more on that? You want to move on to talk a little bit of Cleveland Browns? Well, uh, you know, Cleveland Browns, that's that's a whole mouthful of things right there, man. <laughs> we'll talk a lot more about it on Tuesday. But anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, check out this breaking news, guys. Um, Jimmy Haslam. Quote, pursuit of Deshaun Watson came from football operations, not any ownership or myself. How do you yeah. say that to the – I, I want to curse because my family is Cleveland Brown fans. And how do you say that to the media? How do you come out – you know what you're saying, John, and John, and correct me if I'm wrong, that whatever happened with this guy, I had nothing to do with it. But I did pay the kid on $230 million. He's retracted himself daily from the yeah. story, but he's part of the story. Does that make sense? No. It, it, it makes a big thing. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, as the owner, wow, you're just kind of backing yourself out. You're not taking responsibility. But, you know, at the same time, too, uh, I saw part of Deshaun Watson's uh, news conference yesterday 
um, e either he was really well schooled, but he really he really played it well. I think a lot of people said, OK, th this this guy really seems to uh, bring on that he that he thinks he's innocent or that he was innocent. So uh, it's interesting. And then I'm just, you know, and Fish, I was telling you this. My, my mother in law says she's going to change from being a Browns fan to a Bengals fan now because she's upset about this. So. It's uh, there, there's some interesting dynamics that are going to happen here. And, you know, we just don't know, you know, what, what's going to happen down the road one way or another. Uh, you know, he's got these lawsuits he's got to deal with. Could they all go away? Sure. Could the Browns win big and win the Super Bowl? Sure, they could. And uh, he could prove to be a, a good citizen and a, and, and a good and a good teammate. Obviously, there's teammates that want to come back and play with him. That's for sure. I just that that screams there there is a bigger issue at play right now. Um, if your ownership and your two hundred thirty million dollar quarterback aren't on the same accord, we have a much bigger issue big at issue. play than than that. That's the one position on the team that and left tackle that you have to be on the same accord, even a head coach. And the fact that you're trying to be like, hey, you know this this wasn't me. Don't hate me, but you're going to put him on every marketing tool that you have to sell tickets. And hopefully sell out. It just doesn't sit well with me. You know, either you ride the wave and, and you say, that's my guy. And, you know, whatever is going to happen, you know, through the court systems happens. Or you should have said, you know what, no matter what's going on, there's no way we're bringing this guy to Cleveland. Let him be someone else's problem. I got two things to say. One is the Lions, the Browns and the Raiders all have the most losses in the NFL the last 20 years. And I look directly. Ownership. I love Mark Davis. I love the Raiders. And he's done great strides this offseason. But it starts at the top. The second thing I want to ask both of you guys, and John, you're, Daly, you're closer to this. What does this say for, for Baker Mayfield? Rich Eisen said on Friday that Baker Mayfield might be a backup quarterback this year. Hardison, Seattle's uninterested, and neither is Carolina. And, and New Orleans is being is de rededicating itself, and I'm glad. I love Jameis Winston. Can you imagine a guy that, that had a great year two years ago, won a big playoff game against Pittsburgh, could be a backup? Wow. Yeah, you know, you know, Fish, we we talked about this, I think, off of the show and even on the show. And the biggest thing I can tell you just looking at Baker Mayfield um, from someone on the outside in is you can be pretty well off in the NFL, even in the NBA, just being off of a, a good attitude, a positive attitude, positive work ethic attitude, um, being a locker room guy. The fact that he doesn't take constructive criticism very well. No. It's very apparent in the fact that no one wants to either trade for you or think that you're a bridge guy right now. And I think that's very indicative of his personality. And that, and that's a huge issue. And, you know, just even touching on the Haslam situation, um, you never would have seen the Roonies do that. You've never would have seen the Roonies make that statement. Even with everything that happened with Ben Roethlisberger, they never made a statement like that. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that your, your ownership is saying this before yeah. – you know, take a page out of the Rooney's book. They've been around long enough. You probably should have followed that suit, and they're in your division. You could have made a phone call and figured out how to handle this. Top but, story you know, on football talk, guys. Pursued us. It came from football relations, not me or ownership. You can't say that to the media. You know, it, it, it's. A, I will say this in defense, John. You can move on of Deshaun Watson. Hard lines right. That Jarvis Landry and Jadavian Clowney were out the door the minute they signed Deshaun Watson. They're now, as we speak in contract negotiations back with the Browns. People want to play with Deshaun Watson. So that's a good thing. And if this team clears itself up, David Njoko, okay? Yeah. You got yeah. Amari Cooper, Jarvis yeah. Landry, Kareem Hunt, and Nick Chubb. Forget it. They're going to win that. They're, they're a contender. 
Yeah, they will be if they can keep their defense the same way, too. Yeah. Uh, one of the interesting things I'm hearing, of course, Baker Mayfield's got a pretty good contract. So why do you want to trade for that and hold on to that contract? Uh, the other thing is uh, one of the rumors I heard was he's going to go to the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers and be the backup for Brady for a year. I, I heard I heard different. I heard they're going to cut him and he's going to sign with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And yeah, that's, that's I've heard that too. He's that vindictive, and why not? Could, could he could he battle Mr. Trubisky hardline in training camp and beat him out? Yes, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. You know, that's that's not a hard ladder to climb. But you know, Let, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. But let's think about something else also. We're, and we'll talk about this Tuesday. We'll, with you, where's Garoppolo going to go, Daly? I mean, that's another guy who's a winner, forty-one and twenty-five as a starter. No home I for think the guy. Staying, I think I think he's staying in San Francisco. Hardline. So uh, you know what? It, I think it's going to depend basically off of what happens this offseason. If you want me to guess right now, it probably would be staying with San Francisco. I don't think there's anyone that they got that they thought maybe they ha- could have a run at. Um, but, you know, no, I, I think he stays depending on how the shoulder – what was it? Shoulder oh, surgery? surgery? How the shoulder surgery progresses uh, during the offseason. And that might be a team, depending on how desperate they are, that might go after Baker Mayfield and might be like, you know, I'll give you a fourth round pick. That's about as good as it's going to go. And I'll take his contract. Yep. Keep an eye. Keep an eye on this guy's lasting on football. Keep an eye on DK Metcalf possibly getting moved this week to the New York Jets or New York Giants, but he really wants to go to the Green Bay Packers. Imagine Green Bay picking that guy up. All they want is a one. You got a stud receiver, and you know, yeah. right now Rodgers are looking for receivers. Yeah, makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. All right, let's talk a little baseball. New York City is lifting COVID restrictions, so the Yankees and Mets, unvaccinated players can play at home, while at the same time, Canada is still restricting unvaccinated players, and some people are saying that gives the Blue Jays an extra advantage in the American League East games. What do you guys think of that? Fish, go go ahead first. There's still a virus? I mean, I, I watch CNN now, and it's the Ukraine and, 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 and Russian war that – I follow this. Uh, John, Harlan, this is what John and I do. We talk about sports in the world. We talk about how the media covers it. And look, there was no one that covered a better, better, had better coverage of, of the virus than CNN. But ever since bombs started dropping on Ukraine, there's that. I, 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 you know, I, I'm so done with the virus right now as far as the way leagues are handling them. And, and now New York drops. So now Kyrie can play. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen with this whole thing. I, I, what does it mean? It means if, if if you're unvaccinated, you can't play. Can't play in Toronto. Is that that's what it means? In Canada, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you think about it, the Blue Jays play uh, 19 times against the Yankees, 19 times against the Red Sox. So well, Aaron Boone's not, Aaron Boone's not vaccinated. We know that, right? So yeah. I, I imagine there's others also. So I mean, obviously, it'd be a problem. I don't um, think Judge is vaccinated. Yeah, uh, we did who? find out that Trevor Story, who did just sign with the Red Sox. Before he signed the contract, he did get vaccinated. Yeah. You know, I, it, it's a geopolitical thing. You know, it's it's really complicated. It's really complex. I think the biggest thing is just, uh, look, there's nothing that MLB can do until, you know, the, the country Canada decides what they're going to do. Isn't an advantage, depending on who's going to miss those games. That's, that's the real question. Who doesn't get on that plane or get on that bus is going to be very – you know, indicate who's the person that's not vaccinated and who is and, and where we go with this. And, you know, depending on what's what's the long term situation of how everything goes. Um, my, my guess would be the biggest question in New York City, even though he sidestepped it, is Aaron Judge. You know, is, is he or is he not? And depending on how fast they play, the Blue Jays is going to indicate, 
what he is or who is and who isn't on that team, even if the skipper is or skipper isn't. Yeah. I, to me, what's really interesting is and a lot of people are saying the hypocrisy of New York City. So in other words, if you work in a McDonald's, you, you can't. But if you're on the Yankees or the Mets, you can't. So I yeah. think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, wait a minute, here's baseball becoming elitist again. And and the fact that the new mayor is actually kind of acquiescing to it. So it'll be really curious to see that. We'll be watching that certainly over the next uh, next couple of days. And I'm sure we will chit chat about that somehow on Tuesday night. By the way, just to let you know, make sure to join us Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We will go over the games leading up to the final four. We're going to go over the Oscar wins and surprises. Plus, we'll talk to actor and TV host John O'Hurley, who makes another appearance on Daily Fish. Like me, he's a Providence College grad, so we will hear a lot of complaining and whining on that show. But John also has a number of new gigs coming up that includes Seinfeld, and we'll fill you in on that. So that's pretty interesting, huh, folks? Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys. I'm pissed. Very pissed off. Hardline Futures came out yesterday. The Westgate, we'll talk, I want to talk about this on Tuesday, and it'll be part of our grind. But right away, the Raiders over and under on wins, John Daly, eight, which they were last year. The Broncos went from six and a half to ten and a half. Wow. Chargers 11, Chiefs 12, hard line. They lost Tyreek Hill. Zero respect for the Raiders. I mean, you have to look at these they don't, and ask hard line. They don't go up and down unless there's a major injury in preseason. Yeah. We'll talk about it more. I can't give it to all. I want to ask you this, guys, real quick. Baltimore Orioles, they say, has the best farm system in baseball, right? The over and under on wins this year is 62. I wow. bet them last year over and under 60, and they started out 11 and 7, and they won 59 games. Should I be that this year? Am I that big? Look at hard line. The or I, I didn't I didn't know the Orioles had the best farm system. I always thought it was the Dodgers, but they I heard I heard Kirsten say it only. And I looked at the, I looked at the future, 62 wins. Don't you think over is a good bet, Hardline? No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Look, I, I've been watching the Orioles for, for the last five years, uh, and they are just – I don't understand how you could say they have the best farm system. At this point, like, it. <laughs> is it's terrible over there. Either they're trading away a bunch of prospects and hoping they can find something, you know, but I feel like if any team could get, you know – duped into overpaying someone it's the baltimore orioles you know you might lose your car but you get a hell of a contract <laughs> i like it all right cool all right again folks we're daily fish you can catch us on facebook at daily.fish.five we're also on the myrtle beach golf channel and the myrtle beach grand strand life they're both on facebook as well you can catch us on youtube and soon we're going to be on wingding tv you can go check out that app there. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon, Stitcher, and iHeart. Uh, just you know, just a little plug for ourselves here. We are growing leaps and bounds. We get a lot of people watching us, and we're on a lot of different things. So this is really exciting for us. That is for sure. I'll yeah. let you guys close it out. Any other comments before we say bye bye? Happy yeah, to get, can't get paid. What? <laughs> Happy for Tyree Kill, he got paid. Love it. I love, I love what he said. I love his candor when he said, yeah, I could have gone to the Jets, but I want to go home to Miami. I'm, I'm a Miami guy. And look at that team. Now, Devontae, yeah. the two fastest guys in the NFL daily are Jalen Waddell and Tyree Kill. If Tua yeah. gets in the ball and Gusecki's a very good tight end, I just, you know what, we're 131 days from the Hall of Fame game, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a football, football idiot. But to tell you the truth, I have never seen – I'll end it by saying, I don't know if I've ever seen an offseason with this much movement 
trades and free agency and all the time I've been watching football and the hard lines youngster here. It's great. It's great for business. It's great for podcasts. Yeah. And we'll talk about that on Tuesday because that's that there's some big stuff there. That's that is for sure. All right, folks. All right. Thanks for tuning in on the uh, Daily Fish Hook and uh, we'll see you guys Tuesday. Rest in peace, Providence, UCLA, Arizona, <laughs> Gonzaga. <laughs> Goodbye, West.